1: Judith Browse, the book shepherd, and the author, You, Your Guide to Book Publishing podcast and community. And with us today is the fabulous Deborah Jason. Deborah was with us, it seems like a gazillion, bajillion (laughs) years ago, where we did a very hot, hot, hot podcast on Instagram. And Deborah is an author. She works with authors. She helps them with marketing strategies. She also is her book that you can grab, which I'd recommend on Amazon, The Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget, which isn't that what we all love in the first place. So, not just frugal we 're talking shoestring here, so millionaire marketing on a shoestring budget she She is one of my uh colleagues here in Colorado, and I love it that she is punchy to the point. she is very up to date on really what 's going on in the social media world what we 're going to be talking to about today is marketing, but how but but with a twist marketing. Uh, during turbulent times. Right now we are in turbulent times and let's face it, they can hit any time. And when things are not going well for you, it feels pretty turbulent. So let's, it doesn't have to be a pandemic. It doesn't have to be that your books didn't arrive and you've got this classic event. Turbulent can be just about anything when things just aren't going. For plan A. So we're gonna give you plan B, C, D, and maybe Z today as we talk about marketing strategies during turbulent times. So Deborah, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Judith. It's always a pleasure to be back again. I appreciate the invitation. Yeah, once once again, here we go. All right. <laughs> So um, certainly, this has been the year of the COVID, Mm -hmm. and I've had people say to me, "Deborah, wouldn't you love to just start this year over?" And I said, "Heck no, Uh, let's just just move forward." Which I I think we should be saying that you got to keep moving. You know, if things if you can run into a speed bump, if you let that speed bump topple you and you stay down. That's not marketing in turbulent times. you got to keep going. So what's some things that we could say, Deborah, that would work?
2: Well, you know, I want to take a step back as to when this actually all came together when I started talking about marketing in turbulent sure. times, yeah because that was um at nine eleven, and I have a business as a copywriter. And when 9-11 hit, I had clients calling me going, stop, stop the project. I'm scared. I'm worried. I'm not going to do any marketing. I don't want to spend any money because I don't know what's happening in the world. And my advice back then, which was 19 years ago, was this is not when you stop marketing. This is when you want to stay visible, keep your message out there, and stay top of mind. Because when times get tough, if you stay visible then people will remember you when the good times return. And now we fast forward to COVID, and not only were people scared, but people were told they had to shut down their business. You know, they couldn't just lay people off. some They had to close their business. And gratefully, some of that is coming back. But it's still very important that you stay visible and that you show people that you're still there. And one of the important things that comes up is people go, okay, well, you know, I'm panicking. I'm worried. What am I going to do? But I actually tell people, this isn't a time to worry about your needs, but to look at your audience and what do they need? How can you address their concerns? Because you may have heard me say this more than once in other shows where we've talked, Judith, but marketing is about building and nurturing relationships. Absolutely. You know, during this time, I think it's even more important. I mean, life is about relationships. But during this time, I encourage people to be what I call a compassionate marketer, which means, tell me if this has happened to you. I'm guessing when I've done this presentation, it's happened to many people. Back in March and April, you started to get emails from people that said, how are you doing during this challenging time? I hope you're doing okay. But by the way, buy my stuff. I've got okay. something I want you to buy. So they started out sounding like they were compassionate, but then they quickly went into, I'm not really all that concerned about you. I want to share what I have to sell. So um, I remind people of a quote from Martin Luther King, which is, everybody can be great because anybody Can serve. You don't have to have a college degree to serve. You don't have to make your subject and verb agree to serve. You only need a heart full of grace and a soul generated by love. A heart full of grace and a soul Mm -hmm. generated by love. So, you know, as we start to continue this conversation about, you know, well, what can people do to market themselves and how can they? be compassionate marketers, I want to encourage everyone to first think about what's one way that you can serve. Mm -hmm. What can you do to help people during this time? And by the way, you can do it without spending a lot of money without breaking the bank. So one of my very first suggestions to people happens to be, I don't think you'll be surprised (laughs) that they can present a podcast or a webinar, and share their expertise. So if you are an author and you've written a book um, in the financial world, you can share something about how to save money during a crisis. Or if you are writing a book about beauty and self-care, you can share how do you care for your skin during stressful times. So there are many things that, you know, and Judith, you can probably tell me more than anyone, that there are tons of podcasts out there.
1: There's tons. Oh Well, there, we're not quite at a million, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's a good 800,000, Deborah. That are- so
2: there's a podcast on any subject just
1: about, Abs- would you say? <laughs> Absolutely. So, everyone, you just go to the Google, go to the Google, and you can just say what podcasts are on fill-in-the-blank. And, and this you know, pops up,
2: and you know you are amazing because you've been doing this now for a while. But some people say, "Well, I don't really want to host my own podcast." And my response to them is, "Then okay,
1: be a guest." Absolutely. You, you yeah. know,
2: I'm very fortunate. You've invited me back several times to be a guest. I don't host my own podcast, um, and so for people that want to be a guest, one there's a couple of things that I tell them. One, you could go to radioguestlist.com, and there's a free version and a paid version, but you can find people who are looking for guests, for podcasts, for webinars. They're looking for guests for all kinds of things. The other point that I make is if you reach out to those people, and Judith, you probably have had this happen to you. Mm -hmm. Someone has reached out to you and said, I want to be a guest on your podcast. Well, that's great, but share with that host what value, Why yes. What value do you bring to their listeners? not just like, "Oh well, I'm great, I wrote a book, I have 30 years of experience, but what value will you bring to the people who are going to listen to that podcast? Because that goes back to how can you serve?
1: Mm-hmm. And you know, I'll add to that. you really, please honor the host and the podcast and take one minute to read what their podcast is about. One minute. Because I have to tell you, Deborah, I have been pitched unbelievable things. And clearly they have no idea that we are authors. (laughs) They they have no idea what our audience is, what our demographics are. So it's always fascinating to me with that. And, you know, another ad, because, you know, here we are. Where uh, fall is, is fast approaching for all of us, and that I in my recent seven a.m. coaching, my I do a Friday coaching at seven a.m. Uh, every week, and I just said I- I'd like to talk about gratitude, you know, just mm-hmm. kind of the theme of what you're talking about. So it, it's just you know it's not it's sitting around at Thanksgiving, you know, what we are grateful. What are you grateful for right now today? In your business, with your customers, with what your books do, what they mean, what your words deliver. Um, and, and start thinking about things that you can just create for other people as a thank you to them. And just send it out. Create posters. Someone said, well, you know, I have a wonderful poem. And I said, send it to your send entire it. list and say, I'm just thinking of you. I'm just Absolutely. thinking of you. And and I'm telling you, you're going to get a, a gazelle in miles out of this.
2: Uh, <laughs> well, and I love that because one thing that I'm a big proponent of is sitting down and writing a handwritten note and putting it in the mail. Not a text, not an email. And, yes, you could do those. But guess what? People's mailboxes are not as full as they used to be because now their email inboxes are full. So when you sit down and write a handwritten note, it's such so much more impactful. And like you said, just you know, I'm thinking of you. How are you doing?
1: Okay, so I'm gonna, I'm now gonna coattail back on you because here's you have kissed on one of my pet peeves (laughs) That, that. authors and we are one minute away from our first break but authors you have got to be invisible so people can send you a handwritten note i can't tell you deborah the frustration i've had trying to track someone down from their phone number to their email to you know because you go to their website if you can find that baby and (laughs) and then they have a contact thing and it's it basically says who are you, what's your email, and what do you want? I'm, now I'm being a little crude, so it's nicer done than that. <laughs> but... You
2: know, but you're it, true. It's harder to find people's snail mail addresses
1: these days. Oh, it's so difficult. Mine's all over the place. If you go, everyone, if you go to my contact page at thebookshepherd.com, it leads off. If you're impatient, here's my phone number. If you love snail mail, here's my address. If you blah, blah, blah. And I'm telling you, it makes a difference. All right. We're going to be right back with this, this is fabulous Deborah Jason. We're really talking about marketing on a shoestring budget.
0: This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these. Is there a book in you? Or another?
3: Author U shows you how to create, develop, and publish your book without being hoodwinked. If you already have a book out, you will find a supportive and brainstorming community that is connected and creative no matter where you live. Author U brings in national experts for its book camps and annual Author U extravaganza. It has regular meetings and delivers webinars for its members on timely topics. Through Author U's extensive network, Members enjoy exclusive benefits, including significant discounts for a variety of services necessary to publishing. AuthorU is the premier authoring resource in the country, creating community, education, guidance, vision, and success for the serious author. If you want to create a book that has pizzazz, punch, and panache, AuthorU is for you. Timely author and publishing tips and articles are posted on its social media platforms. And it is free. Discover AuthorU, where authors go to become seriously successful. Join AuthorU today at AuthorU.org. You and me.
0: Welcome back to your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. If you want to write and publish a book...
1: All right. So with us is Deborah Jason, and we are really looking at marketing on a shoestring. You know, during turbulent times, but we're we're going to be pulling a lot of goodies from Deborah's wonderful book, um, and it is Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget, which is available on Amazon. So what we what we really want to do is, as we do, is we um, jump in and look at some of these things. So I actually wrote down because she was she brought one of my favorite words. right, Right now, compassion um, and compassionate uh, engagement, influence and gratitude. I'll, I threw in gratitude into the mix. So, one of the the tips I'll be tweeting out when this show is live is essential tips for busy authors: how to engage in compassionate marketing. And, and then I added, Deborah. I hope you approve. You bypass the hard pitch. You bypass oh, yeah. your hard pitch. It's not by me. It's not by me. So, you know, it's, you know, we all
2: have to make a living. You know, we all have bills to pay or a mortgage or groceries or things like that. So we do need to sell, but that's not where you start the relationship. You know, I mean, business relationships, if you think about it come from knowing people, liking people, and trusting people. And when you know, like, and trust that person, then you will want to do business with them or they will want to do business with you. And once you've built that and nurtured that, then comes either referrals, which leads to business, or the actual purchase. But to start a relationship, you you and I have talked about LinkedIn, you know, many people go on LinkedIn and send out a connection request and it says, Oh, I see that you are, you know, an author and I can show you six ways to make, you know, ten times your income with your book. And that's before they ever got to know who you are. You know, they just saw on your profile that you're an author and they're pitching you. And even emails. I mean, I got one yesterday. It's like, "Deborah, did you get my message the other day about, you know, how I can help you blah blah blah." I forget what he was pitching. And I'm like, "I'm not even your market. If you'd done your research, you'd know whether or not I was a good client for you. But never mind the fact that I don't know who you are." Um so really take that time to, you know, reach out, make those connections but then engage with that person and from a sincere point of view, find out who they are and whether or not there is you know, a relationship there that can maybe develop into a client or a customer, but it might just develop into someone who becomes a good friend, someone who becomes a referral, somebody that becomes um, an affiliate, a partner in something that you can do together. So just you know, that whole thing about buy my stuff yes we do want to sell things books in particular but first build and nurture the relationship so somebody says ah i do want what judith has i do want what deborah has because Mm -hmm. you know i i know them i like them and i trust them so let's go into another way that you can market yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is um,
1: this? Just is kind of roll them out for everybody.
2: Roll them out. So, you know, whether you present a webinar or a podcast as a host or as a guest, once you've done that, you can then repurpose that content and repurpose it into an article. So that article might be something that you put on your blog. It might be something you post as an article on your LinkedIn profile And or it could be something that you reach out to a publication like I did when I rewrote Marketing in Turbulent Times back in oh April, I think it was, after, you know, COVID hit. I rewrote it and I reached out to a business publication and said, I think you might be interested in this. I think your readers might want to know how they can stay visible during crazy times like this. And they published it. Then I reached out to, I'm also a speaker, I reached out to a client of mine that has a publication and I said, here's this article I wrote, Marketing in Turbulent Times, I will tailor it to your audience so that it speaks specifically to what they're doing and can be doing. And they published it. So think about what's one topic that you can present on a webinar or a podcast and then repurpose that into an article. Because that helps you convey your knowledge about a specific subject. Okay, It enhances your professional reputation in your industry, whether it's within your professional industry or your personal community. And then the obvious one is it gets your name out to a broader audience. And guess what? It doesn't cost you any money. Okay. It's something that you can do just by repurposing the content. And as Judith, you do this really well. She pulls out, and she mentioned it earlier in this call, content from that and makes a tweet and tweets it out. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it goes back to it with a link to the article or to the podcast. So there are many ways to repurpose. I'm just talking about one, which is your article, but then you can use it in social media. In tweets, in memes, on Facebook, on Instagram, wherever you're posting, wherever your audience is hanging out.
1: Mm-hmm. So let me add to that because this is something as Deborah says we do quite a bit. I am a huge fan of repurposing. Maybe I'm part of the repurposing queen. But <laughs> that, first of all, any of you who have been blogging for a couple of years, you got some old blogs. Let's let's do a makeover. Change, change your bullet point arrangement, change your title, change your first paragraph, uh, maybe add a new, new little teeny section to it and, and, and push it out as a blog again. Then you're going to take it to LinkedIn, and you're going to publish it. Then I'm going to suggest you go to Medium, and you publish it there. Then you're going to create uh, several tweets off of it or Facebook postings that will link back to where it rests on your blog page to let people know how they tie it in. And you bring in your hashtags and all those other goodies that are important. How about pulling a key line and go to Canva or something like Book Brush and create an awesome poster? we push that out there are so many things you can do that don't cause brain damage and you know Deborah, I'm all for reducing brain damage in marketing (laughs) yes
2: because it can get overwhelming you know totally there's so many things you can be doing and people go oh my god I can't do it all and that sort of ties into what we're going to talk about next which is social media because I've had so many people when I do presentations say okay You know, you're talking about Instagram, you're talking about Facebook, you're talking about LinkedIn. I can't do it all. And they're right. You can't do it all, Um, especially when you feel overwhelmed. What I encourage people to do is pick one. Pick one where your audience is and one that is something you like doing. You know, many people go, well, I can't stand. These days, a lot of people aren't really digging Facebook that much. I'm like, okay, so then don't do it. Go to Instagram or go to Twitter or go to, I haven't done it yet, but TikTok or whatever floats your boat where you feel comfortable, where your audience is listening or watching and that you feel like you have fun doing it,
4: Mm -hmm. Um,
2: you know. So that will help you reduce the overwhelm and will also help you focus a little bit more on where you want to spend your time. Um, you know, you know as well as I do that there are tools where people can schedule stuff so you can instead of feeling like you need to do something every day, go into a scheduler and schedule it so it posts every day mm-hmm. or however many times you want.
1: Deborah, I'm so glad you said that because that is one of the biggest overwhelm factors with social media. Truth be told, i mean i have i have. I, I have so many posts that go out during the day. Now, I, now also true, but truthiness, I have a virtual assistant, but I write all the content. And the only time, I only go up and look on my social media manager once a week, once mm-hmm. a week. And that if I spend 30 minutes max, that's it that's it is I'm kind of reassembling. I'm doing a couple of testing things. I might want to be getting posts up because I want the shorteners on them um, and see how they're looking. You know, I'm just testing and, and then I'm done and they get scheduled out. And then I turn, you know, the, the master list of stuff I've made over to my assistant and I never touch it again. And I think that if y'all can get into some kind of a habit of variation Of not thinking you have to do this daily, you will save some brain cells. Just saying.
2: Yes, I agree. You know, and when we're talking about staying visible in turbulent times and how can you do it cost effectively, you know, there's a study that comes out every year called the um, Social Media Marketing Industry Report. Mm -hmm. And it says that the top reason that people use social media is to generate more exposure for their business 86% of the people that are surveyed say that Um, in the top 5 number 5 is improving sales and actually to tell the truth Mm. it's only been in the last couple of years that improving sales even reached the top 5 so keep that in mind that when you're doing social media it's a great way to get that exposure to increase traffic, not to your social media stream, but to your website. Because as you and I have just been saying, if you do a tweet, you link it to that podcast or you link it to that blog post, okay? So then you can, over time, start to generate qualified leads and, really important, develop loyal fans, people that keep coming back to see what you're posting. Now, that brings us to the question where people say, well, what do I share on social media? And we've already actually kind of talked about it. One thing you share is the link to the webinar or the podcast that you've been on, whether you're a guest or a host. You can share short tips from the article that you created or the book that you've written. You can share quotes from your book. You can share video clips and we'll talk about video in a little bit. Um, inspirational memes people love those and really important especially for authors testimonials those are all great things that you could be sharing on social media because a lot of people go i don't know what else to share start writing down
1: a list you know, I, I, I'm I, I, you, you're in my head. This is the discussion I had with 20 authors this morning, <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was in your head then. <laughs> you were in my head um, because that's exactly that. You know, what do I what do I share? Well, everything actually uh, that connects with what you do. But that it's always amazing to me, Deborah, that they don't get how incredibly valuable, and maybe you want to kiss on that because we're going to take our next break here in a few seconds but that how incredibly important it is to drive people to your website and give them something so you snag their name and email. Um, this is your gold mine. This is the gold mine and it always amazes me the reluctancy or either the reluctancy or the mediocrity. It's either the one or the other. Rarely do I really see a stellar lead-in magnet or an opt-in, whatever you want to call it, that is designed exactly to get the name and the email. And then you're not pitching your stuff. You're giving them stuff. You're giving them stuff. We're going to be right back. Deborah Jason is with us. It's Author You, Your Guide to Book Publishing, and I'm Judith Bryles.
0: This is your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. And we'll be right back with more great information right after these.
3: Discover the power of you and your book at the Judith Bryles Unplugged events. Each summer, Judith Bryles Book Marketing Unplugged unfolds over three intensive days working with just Judith. Go to thebookshepherd.com and click on the events tab to learn how to participate at the next Unplugged Workshop event.
4: Congratulations on getting your book published. The effort you put into your work is truly commendable. But what's next? What will happen to all the knowledge you have worked so hard to acquire to produce your book? Here at TogiNet Radio, we can provide you a platform to keep your knowledge working for you through the power of podcast. The subjects our podcast cover are as varied as the grains of sand on a beach. From life coaching to military resources to business success even to the paranormal. We have a place for everyone. To get started on your next step, call Scott at 903-787- 5880 or email him at scott at toginetradio.com that's s-c-o-t-t at t-o-g-i-n-e-t-r-a-d-i-o dot
0: com welcome back to your guide to book publishing everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask coming up you'll hear more about statistics scenarios and strategies on what to do now to get you published so let's get back to the show and here again is your host dr judith Bryles.
1: All right, so we exited talking about opt-ins, which is one of my favorite things to talk about. And Deborah and I are going to come back and si do with it. <laughs>
2: so, all right. well, the si do you know that we were discussing is how many people um, don't really know what an opt-in is, and or if they do, what they put on their website is sign up for my newsletter. Mm -hmm. Um, And you and I both agree that, you know, that's not very enticing because how many people are going, I'm trying to clear out my inbox. I don't want to get another newsletter, you know. Um, So what do you have that's enticing? That's something, again, going back to compassionate marketing, what do you have that's a value that serves your audience that you can offer to them for free that makes them say, "Oh, I want this bad enough that I
1: will give you my name and my email." Exactly. So it's and it's a gift. There's yes. no buy here. It's a gift. So, and then I, you know, I do want to add on one other thing here that I'm a big believer in doing a drip uh, opt-in, which is you you give the main enchilada uh, with it, but a couple of days later. Uh, and I usually do a three-day later, I send them something else that is connected, that is connected, but it's also another freebie. And then three days later, I send them another, and three days later, I send another. Because it's going to come back into what Debra's saying, that their engagement is really important. They They have to, you're trying, you want to build a trust relationship. And when you incorporate that word, the C word, compassionate, um, into it is that they're realizing you're you're not pitching, you're not selling, you're trying to help them, you're giving them information. Um, you're going to be so ahead. You'll be so ahead. I I guarantee it. I love that because you know there is something
2: called a funnel when once you have once you have captured that email that you know you start to send that person messages like you said but again some of the mistakes that people make is once they've captured the email and they send out the freebie then they start pitching Mm -hmm. instead of following up and just saying hey you know did you read that report and didn't you find the tip on page three, you know, valuable? Have you put it into action? And I love what you're just saying, which is you send them something else that's still a value that's still free. So that's a great way to nurture the relationship because then they're going, wow, Judith is giving me so much, Mm
1: -hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah, the current, uh, we're going to put up the LCC, and my current opt-in is on my website, deals with media. How how to connect with the media, how to gain publicity, how to get on a podcast. So there's like, it's like six pages. Then three days later, they get a whole thing. All right, this you know, trying it in using your deal, your formula of, you know, if, if being in the media and getting publicity is your myths. here are seven tips on how to pitch yourself and who to pitch it to. Um, and then I have another piece that rolls out, it says, Okay, you're booked. You're booked. Here here, you know, here are things that you would do to enhance your engagement, including create questions and send to them, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. You know, and then the last thing, if I remember it is, you know, how dealing with your voice if you're on live T V the, the the dressing episode, um, what and, and what happens if that if you're if the host and also I say don't the host doesn't read your book if they're you're lucky if they look at the All right. cover <laughs> All right. so what happens if they have their agenda and they sabotage you so here are tips how to take control of the interview so that's what that. You know my current opt-in, which I will then move to my resource page. Or mm-hmm. I'm here, here's another idea. I'm going to do here marketing. I am going to turn it into a a small publication that I might sell for three bucks, something like that, mm-hmm. and put it up there as a product. So that's something else that you all can do. You know, it is uh, you don't have to give everything away for free. After all, you do have to pay the bills. Right, and there's
2: a cool tool. I don't know if you're familiar with this. Um, I've only just recently started using it, called mm. Designer, um, and it's D E S I G N R R, and I believe it's .io, um, and it's a tool that you can create beautiful eBooks with. Um, it's I think twenty seven dollars a year, or at least there was a special price for it. Um, so that you can take those, and they have templates. You know, you can take that article or that freebie and turn it into, like you're saying, an ebook and put it up for $2.99 or 99 cents or whatever you feel works for you. Um, but that's another way to turn something and repurpose something into. Not just a lead generator, but something that then generates, you know, a little bit of income here and there, depending how popular it gets. Hi,
1: so I, have, have you played with that tool it, by everyone? It's, it is it is designed, like I-D-E-S-I-G-N-R-R dot I-I. I-O. I-O. Oh, I-O. I-I. Yes.
2: Um, I've used it. So I have a, a freebie called Get It. Uh, it's called Oh,
1: God, this is terrible.
2: The website's getamazingfreepublicity.com, and it's a link to a free report about press releases. And I used it to redesign that freebie. Um, And so it has a really beautiful cover and then the content and back cover that makes it look more like a book than what I originally put up there, which – Was a PDF file I mean it It translates into a PDF file But it looks so much nicer Than what I originally created It looks more professional Um, Mm -hmm. So I've used it for a couple of books And um, Just talking about it now Made me think Oh you know I have another piece I can go in there And turn it into It's fairly easy to use There were some glitches in the beginning But I got I believe one of the gentlemen Who's the founder Um was actually willing to get on a call and walk me through some stuff. So I would give it a shot. There are, you know, higher levels of pricing for it. um, But for right now, if that's what you want to use it for, is just turning, you know, some content, a Word document, into a really nice PDF. It works fairly smoothly.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, the subtitle, I'm looking at that while Deborah's talking. The subtitle is Create eBooks and Lead Magnets. Lead Magnets is like an opt-in to reach more people. So uh, you know, lead magnet could be a, a series. Maybe you have a whole. Look at. Let's go back to your blog. Let's go back to where we started. Deborah, repurposing. Uh-huh. All uh-huh. right. So let's look at all these blogs you have. I bet you there is a whole bunch that might have a common theme to them. Have you thought about making a little ebook? A little ebook that you could give away in gratitude. You know, uh-huh. here's here's my thank you to all of you um for for whatever now is this an ebook that you carry on your website, or is this something that you're gonna throw into Amazon and Kindle?
2: um well, one of them is one that I have on my website, and then eventually, yes, I will probably throw something up on Amazon. I haven't done it yet on that particular one um there is something that designer has that will then translate it into um what is it, a .MOBI file or yeah, whatever MLB. you need. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's a higher price, you know, for their subscription service. Um, but at some point, yeah, I haven't put up, I haven't put anything up right now on Amazon
1: recently, but it's a great way to do it. Well, I think that's I love new tools. I'm kind of a tool geek. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I love finding new tools and playing with them a little bit to see if it works. And and we're talking about shorty. But I am going to say that that if you've been blogging for a while, you've got a lot of things that have a common, you know, in your common categories, put them together as a sampler. Um, and either sell it or give it away, but it, it's just, you know, it's, it's just one of those good things to have. And again, you're not reinventing the wheel, which is we're trying to save your time. Absolutely. And then, you know, you could market it as
2: five tips, you know, whatever it is that you pulled mm-hmm. from your blog, mm-hmm. because yeah, there's a ton of stuff in your blog, depending on how long you've been blogging, if it fits for years that you can then compile. And it's just another way to repurpose it. And many people may already be doing that. But what I found is I have been doing that. But when I found designer, I'm like, oh, okay, let me repurpose it again. You know, let's give it a new look like you were talking about earlier. Pull out an old blog and just freshen it up a little bit and repurpose it.
1: And how much time does designer take? Do I need a Ph.D. in technology? (laughs) (laughs) No,
2: but, you know, I will say it. For me, there were a couple of things I was doing that I was having some glitches, so it took me a bit longer. Um, it's ideal if you first write it in your Word file and go through, and Designer will give you some guidance on this, to do like your bullet points and certain things, make sure everything is Word, want it to be. And then even once you pour it into Designer, you can still do some editing, but um, it's, you know, I don't say it's like point and shoot, but it's not too difficult you don't need a phd to do it because i am not techno savvy at all people think i am but i'm really not so i want something that's simple you know um that i can just open up and kind of figure it out without reading every single instruction that they give which of course helps if you read the instructions
1: first but Mm -hmm. well if it's more intuitive it's easier uh, intuitive. I vote for intuitive every minute of the day. Yes. <laughs> I, it's just I, I, again. I just you just have to learn to get a little skilled on it. I do notice on the designer they have a table of contents creator, um, mm-hmm. and a lot of you know ebooks you don't have page numbers and that. But here's an idea for you: create a contents page, and pull key words from each section, a key phrase or something. Turn it into a question a lot of people do searching for items with questions, questions. Like when you go to the google so create your contents with questions and it might you might get more searchability out of it which i you know i kind of like that idea <laughs> most nice people. people do <laughs> yeah most people do all right we're going to take our final break I can't believe that we're at our final break, Deborah. Uh, my oh, gosh! Shine flies when we're having fun. I know. I like. To, I like. I like to have fun. All right. So with me is Deborah Jason, um, and you can follow her on Instagram. You can follow her on Facebook. You can follow her on LinkedIn, Twitter. You. You. She's. She's searchable, and it's at D E B R A J A S O N. She's the author of Millionaire Marketing on a Shoestring Budget. We'll be right back. Alrighty, so turbulent times are here. You still have books, you have yeah, you, you would like to move them, but there's just different ways to move them out. And and I have to share with you I have one of my clients who is a professional speaker. All all the in person things just dried up. She has never been so busy with all the presentations she's doing online and getting her full fee. So you can work. You can That's work. That's awesome. I know. I think it is awesome too. But it's, it's just really putting it all together and, and bringing it about. So, um, I, it excites me when I can see those things, you know, happen. Deborah, I, I, I want to ask a couple of tech questions, um, sure. that you had, we had talked about, uh, just very quickly in this, these last few minutes that you had mentioned one time when you and I were talking about a social network that just opens the door, that um, just delivers a gazillion opportunities. What would that be? Can you talk about that?
2: Oh, well, that statistic comes from LinkedIn. Um, and what LinkedIn says is if you have a complete profile on your mm-hmm. LinkedIn account, that you open the doors, you're 40 times more likely to receive opportunities through the network. Now, many people say, oh well, I'm on LinkedIn, I have a profile, but they don't have what I call a robust, optimized profile. That means they've, you know, they've put up, maybe they put up a picture, and maybe they put in a job title, and that was it. So, you know, when you're looking at LinkedIn, LinkedIn, more and more these days, everyone is going there, whether they're going to meet you in person, hopefully that day comes back, or they're going to meet you virtually, they're searching you and they're doing their due diligence before they connect with you. And LinkedIn is what usually pops up. So that puts you in a position to win or lose based on the profile they find and the activity they find on LinkedIn. So, what you want to make sure you, you do on your LinkedIn profile is really complete the profile. And you and I have discussed this in the past. Make sure mm-hmm. it's keyword enhanced
4: mm-hmm. because
2: people people will search if they don't know your name and they don't know your company or the name of your book. Um, what are they going to search? Are they going to search science fiction author? Because author alone is too broad. Are they going to search? Um, marketing tips? Are they going to, you know, think about the keyword phrases? Because I've had people say, oh, well, my keyword phrase is beautiful. I'm like, well, That's nice, but that's not a keyword phrase. (laughs) Um, And to be specific, the person who said that was a gentleman who was a photographer in one of my LinkedIn workshops. And I said, well, your photography is probably beautiful, but people are not likely to be searching that word beautiful because they probably get 10 million results. So what are they searching for? Nature photography, um, you know, wedding photography, be more specific. Because then when somebody finds you, you have the opportunity to demonstrate on LinkedIn that you're an industry expert, you know, or that you're a thought leader. And one of my favorite points is that if you have an a robust and optimized profile, it enables deeper engagement with your community. Mm-hmm. Because you, if, if somebody goes to your profile and there's nothing all that interesting there or there's not not much there at all then they're gonna what i like to say is swipe left if you're familiar with the dating world you know they're gonna go oh well there's no picture why should i even look at this person or there's nothing really here to engage me to draw me in and say i want to reach out to this person i want to connect with this person or i want to do business with this person so your linkedin profile is really important And make sure that when you go through it, what I tell people to do is first write it all up in a Word document, because then you can cut and paste and tweak and move things around. But don't forget, one, to include an about section, which is probably one of the most important sections that people leave out, because they don't want to take the time to do it. But the about section is a little bit about who you are as a person, but then how you help people. So take the time to fill that out. Take the time to not just put in your job title, but put in a description, which should be different than what's in your about section. The about section is a little bit about you and how you help people. Your job experience is what did you accomplish at that particular job? Okay, so share that in there and then share skills that you have that you want people to endorse you for. Reach out to people If you haven't received recommendations Reach out to people for recommendations And by the way When you get those recommendations You can repurpose them In other social platforms And let people read what people are saying About you or about your book So yes LinkedIn is the one platform That can open the doors To more opportunities 40 times more opportunities
1: If you have a complete and robust profile Which is always a good idea. So that you need to, I think it's actually a good idea to go in in all your profiles and just take a look at them at least once a year um, and do updates. Absolutely. You know, that's the
2: beautiful thing about the Internet is you can go in and change things. I know. It's the plus. (laughs) <laughs> you know it doesn't have to be stagnant you can go in there and you know update it and move things around or add things that are happening in your life you know or in your business or you know you published a new book add that to your LinkedIn profile or you earned a book award or you earned a book award absolutely
1: mm-hmm. yeah right yes. there why with Deborah's talking I went in and added that one of my books has now won nine book awards this year so I just I just jumped on and do that but that just really easy is doing that and um and putting it together all right one one more last minute tip you got one for us I've got another one which is
2: to use video. But the reason I bring up video is people say, I don't have video cameras. I don't have lights. I don't have this. I don't have that. Well, I don't either. But what most people do have are two platforms that don't require expensive camera equipment. And that is Facebook Live and Instagram Live. You can pick up your phone. We pick up your iPad and... Do something. So the example I like to give is um, a woman who I spoke to on the phone one day. She's a meal planner. And she used to go into people's homes and either just plan meals for them or actually cook the meals for them. Well, with COVID, she could no longer do that. So what did she do? She picked up her iPhone and she started doing Facebook Live, cooking in her own kitchen, showing people the recipes. Why not? Why not? I mean, (laughs) literally, why not? It gave her more exposure. You know, she said I was nervous. I'm like, everyone gets nervous doing that. But she started to do it and she did it again and again. And so then she at least was able to reach out in a compassionate way. She wasn't on there saying, hey, by the way, hire me. Because right now people couldn't hire her. But she was able to share her expertise through Facebook Live. And there's a woman who's an event planner. And as you might imagine, you know, the event industry has been suffering. You think? (laughs) And uh, so what she said is um, she said, I'm using video and other virtual means to communicate to my clients and to my tribe on a weekly basis, just so they know that I'm still here to help them. Okay, so that goes back to the compassionate marketing. She obviously couldn't say, hey, let's do an event. You know, let's plan your next event because those weren't happening. But she was reaching out to say, how can I help you? And she can help them now with virtual events, virtual conferences that are happening online. So she used video in order to stay in touch with them. Another way to use video, which was one way I did was video in my emails okay so there's another tool i don't know if you're familiar with called cloud hq again there's a free version and a paid version is that is
1: is that is that the um like uh, c l o u d yes c
2: l o u d cloud and then the letters h q got it and you open up your email and this is in google i'm not sure if it's available you know in gmail Um, but there's a little camera you click on it and you can start to record a video that's in your email someone doesn't have to click to go to youtube to see your video it's in your email and so you know in january i was reaching out to a lot of event planners and conferences about speaking live well in march i didn't want to start messaging them, going hey Are you going to hire me? Are you going to hire me? Because they didn't even know if they were going to have a conference. Mm -hmm. So I sent an email, and the email video that was in there just said, kind of like my friend, the event planner. I'm like, how are you doing? If there's anything I can – and I said, you know, it must be challenging for you right now, and you're probably not sure what's happening with your conference. If there's anything I can do to help, let me know. It didn't say – What's happening? Are you hiring me to speak? It just said, let me know if there's some way I could help. It was a very short video, but it's a great tool to just put in your email and they can see your face talking to them instead of just a blanket email that Mm -hmm. has your words. Mm -hmm. So it's another way to use video that doesn't require any fancy equipment.
1: Yeah, I'm not seeing that. Um, I, I think it's a Gmail exclusive.
2: Mm, I'll have to find it I'll look for it and send it to you But yeah, it is a, yeah. a probably a Chrome extension
1: Right, well Good old Chrome Yeah. For those of us who are using other resources um, On that But it's, it's just it's, it's a great way to do it I think what you have to do is remember If you're going to use videos and transferring them this way Keep them short I can't yes. emphasize that enough Because number one They're watching up They're probably not going to have headphones on you know, so other people could be hearing what you're saying, so be careful, keep it business. um if it's you know you know they're directly, if they're working out their home, they're safer, but when others, it's trouble. Deborah Jason, we are out of time, so thank you again.
2: Well, thank you again for the invitation to be here. It's been awesome as always.
1: You're welcome. All right, everyone. have a great week. Happy writing. Good publishing and absolutely fabulous marketing to you.
0: Thank you for being a part of your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know, but didn't know what to ask with your host, Dr. Judith Briles, Each week,